the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The burial of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus was really dead. That seems obvious, but that's important. That he really did die on the cross. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The price, the penalty for sin is death. And that Jesus died in our place as our substitute, dying for our sins And the burial of Jesus Christ shows that he really was dead. He really laid down his life. Today, Pastor Dan will be teaching you how it was necessary for Jesus to die in order for your sins to be atoned for and for his sacrifice to be acceptable to God the Father. A sacrifice is defined as the offering up of something precious for a cause or a reason. Making atonement is satisfying someone or something for an offense committed. The sacrifice of Jesus was truly precious, and He is the only one, being both God and man, that could satisfy the wrath of God for your past, present, and future sins. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. come again to the burial of Jesus Christ. We, we looked at his crucifixion, his death on the cross. We saw him last week hanging dead on the cross. And now we have the burial of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the apostle Paul gives a very clear and succinct description of the gospel. And listen to what he says. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you stand, by which you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. So here's the gospel, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And so Paul tells us there in 1 Corinthians that the gospel message by which we are saved includes three parts to it. That Jesus died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried And then on the third day, he rose again from the dead, according to the scriptures. And all three parts, his death, burial, and resurrection are necessary for the gospel 
to be the gospel. All three parts are necessary to provide salvation for us. Often we, we, when we think of the gospel, we think about uh, Jesus' death, we, we think of his death on the cross, we think of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we don't really consider the importance of the burial of Jesus Christ. We, we see the burial of Jesus Christ as something that just happened, that's, that's recorded for us in the Gospels, but it doesn't really have any meaning. Well, his burial is part of the Gospel message. His burial is part of the Gospel message, along with the death and resurrection. For those of you that came out of maybe a, a liturgical church, where you recited the Apostles' Creed, the burial of Jesus Christ is, is mentioned in the Apostles' Creed. And, and, and for those of you that don't know, the Apostles' Creed is one of the earliest statements of what we believe as Christians. And it says, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. So it's mentioned there. So the burial of Jesus Christ is important. And you might think, well, why is it important? I get the death of Jesus Christ. I understand why that's important. I get the resurrection. I understand why that's, that's necessary. But why the burial? Why is the burial so important? Well, I just want to give you a few reasons. Uh, first of all, the burial of Jesus Christ proves that Jesus was really dead. That seems obvious, but that's important. That he really did die on the cross. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, the price, the penalty for sin is death, and that Jesus died in our place as our substitute, dying for our sins, and the burial of Jesus Christ shows that he really was dead. He really laid down his life for us. He paid the penalty for our sin, and the Bible wants to assure us that he died, that he died for us, so that we can be confident that our sins are paid for and that we are reconciled to God. So that, that's one reason, that's, that's probably the, the main reason, is the burial proves that Jesus really did die. A second reason the burial of Jesus Christ is important is because it fulfills prophecy. It fulfills prophecy. Well, what do you mean? Well, back in Isaiah chapter 53... Verse 9, if you're taking notes, Isaiah 53, 9, it says, And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. So there's this prophecy back in Isaiah, written hundreds of years before Christ, saying that he made uh, his grave with the wicked. Remember, he was crucified between two criminals. He was crucified with the wicked. He died a wicked man's death. But then it goes on to say, but with the rich at his death. And, and, and you read that and you think, well, how, how can that be? How can they both be true? And one thing to understand also is that the Romans typically did not allow a person that was crucified to be buried. Uh, usually the Romans would leave a crucified person on the cross after they died and allowed their body to just rot on the cross as part of the punishment, as part of the humiliation of that, that person. Uh, and then the Romans typically would take the corpse and toss it in 
the valley of Gehenna in Jerusalem, which was the city dump. They didn't allow them to be buried. They didn't allow the families to come and claim the body and give the body, give the person a proper burial as part of their, as part of their punishment. And yet again, Isaiah 53, 9, we read that he, his grave was with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. And you read that and you think, well, the, the wicked weren't buried. But Isaiah 53, 9 says that, that he will be buried. And not only will he be buried, but he's going to be buried in a rich man's grave. Again, we know the rest of the story. But if you don't know the rest of the story, you, you read that verse and you think, well, how? How is that even possible? How will he be buried in the grave of the rich? And so it, it fulfills this prophecy in Isaiah 53. Also, in the Gospels, Jesus predicted in Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, he said, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus predicted that he would be buried and that there would be three days between the, his death and resurrection. So his burial fulfills prophecy. A third reason the burial of Jesus Christ is important is because it symbolizes God's complete removal of our sin. It symbolizes God's complete removal of our sins. The Bible says that when Jesus was on the cross, he became sin for us. Our, our, all of our sin was put upon him on the cross and he became sin for us. And then our sin was buried with him. You remember when you were a kid and you would want to hide things. You bury it in the backyard, right? Hopefully you remembered where you buried it. Our sins were buried. Our sins were buried with him. Our, our sins are, are, are gone. Our sins are, are, are out of sight, never to be seen uh, again, you know, even even you know, uh, for a non-believer uh, who doesn't have the hope of the resurrection, who doesn't have the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, for a non-believer, if you've ever been to a funeral for a non-believer where there's a lot of non-believers, you go to the graveside service, and 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 there's a there's a finality to it, right? As they lower that casket into the ground. Uh, and often they'll ask any family members that would like to put the first you know, shovel full of dirt on the casket. For somebody that doesn't have the hope of the resurrection, there's a finality there. There's a sense of, I'm never going to see this person again. Once they're lowered in the ground, that's it. I'm never seeing them again. Our sin was buried. You're never going to see it again. You're never ever going to see it again. And so the, the, the burial of Jesus Christ, it, it symbolizes the fact that all of our sin is gone. The Bible says God remembers our sins no more. Psalm 103 verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Isaiah 43, 25, the Lord says, I, even I, 
am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Micah chapter 7 verse 19 says, God takes our sins and throws them into the depths of the ocean. Like that scene in Titanic, right? With the jewels and the old lady throws it off the back of the boat. You're never going to find it. That's what God does with our sins. And so the burial of Jesus Christ represents the, the total removal of all of our sins. All of our sins were buried with him and you're never going to see him again. They're never going to come out again. They're gone forever. Isn't that good news? That you don't ever have to worry about that coming up again? Or God saying, yeah, but there was that one time. Oh yeah, I thought you forgot about that. They're buried. It's gone. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So the burial of Jesus Christ, it's an important part of the gospel. Not only are my sins forgiven, but he's buried them and he remembers them no more. They're gone forever. He's never going to speak of them again. When you get to heaven, if, you're, if you've put your trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible says he's going to present you holy, blameless, and above reproach in God's sight. That's only possible if you take our sins and bury them in the ground. The Bible says that he will say to you on that day, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Again, only possible if our sins are removed and buried in the ground and never brought out again. So now verse 38, verse 38 tells us that a man named Joseph of Arimathea went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Now this is the first time we meet Joseph of Arimathea in the Bible. It, we, we don't, I mean, he's not mentioned anywhere else. He just walks into the story here at this point. You know, if we were, if we were watching this as a movie, Joseph of Arimathea would appear on the screen and we would say, who's that guy? Where'd he come from? Who, who is this? And he just walks into the story now at this point to claim the body of Jesus. And remember, you've got that verse back in Isaiah 53, 9, that he makes his grave with the rich and, and the, the wheels are churning. How is that going to come to pass? He's, he's crucified with the wicked, but he's going to be buried with the rich. How will that be fulfilled? Well, this guy Joseph now walks into the story, which, which tells us and reminds us that God has his people. God has people we don't even know about. God has resources that we don't even know about. <laughs> he's got things that, that we, we aren't even aware of. Again, Isaiah 53, 9, he's going to make his grave with the rich. How is that possible? I mean, none of the disciples were rich. None of the disciples were connected. 
None of the disciples had uh, access to Pontius Pilate or could get an audience with Pontius Pilate or had the kind of pull with Pontius Pilate to, uh, to, to, get, to get the body of Jesus. It looks impossible. But God has His people and God has His resources. He's got resources we know nothing about. So Joseph now walks into the story at this point. The other Gospels tell us a little bit about Joseph. The other Gospels tell us that he was a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, the ruling class of, the, of Judaism. That means that he was one of the most powerful men uh, within Judaism, one of the most powerful men within Israel. Uh, we're also told in the other Gospels that he was a good and righteous man. We're also told that he did not consent to the council's decision to have Jesus put to death. And we're also told that Joseph was waiting for the kingdom of God. That means he's a guy, he was a guy that was waiting for and watching for the Messiah to come. He was a person that believed the scriptures. He was a person that took the prophecies in the Bible literally. He he, he believed the prophecies about God sending a Savior into the world. He expected the Savior to come in his lifetime, and he was watching for him, and he was waiting for him to come. And you know, the Bible also says that we should be waiting for Jesus to come for his church, just like Joseph. We should be people who are living every day with an expectancy that today could be the day that we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And that today could be the day that we see Jesus. Just like Joseph. Now verse 38, look at verse 38 again. Verse 38 also says that Joseph was a secret disciple for fear of the Jews, fear of the religious leaders. Uh, back in John chapter 12, verse 42, we're told, many, even among the leaders, believed in Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. So there were many among the leaders that were believers, but they were afraid to acknowledge their faith in Jesus Christ openly for fear. They feared the repercussions. They, they, they feared what might happen if they openly identified with Jesus Christ. And Joseph was one of those leaders who believed, but secretly for fear of the other religious leaders and the consequences of openly identifying with Christ. You know, there are some people today who keep their faith in Jesus Christ secret or private, and they never tell anyone or give any indication that they are a believer in Jesus Christ or a follower of Jesus Christ. And let me just say, if that's you, Jesus does not want you to be a secret disciple. He does not want you to be a secret disciple. He doesn't want you to keep your relationship with him a secret or private. In fact, the Great Commission commands us to go into the world and preach the gospel, to go into the world and make disciples of Jesus and tell people about Jesus. On one occasion, Jesus said, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me on earth, I will deny before my Father in heaven. On another occasion, Jesus said, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them in heaven in his Father's glory with the Holy Angels. That's a pretty serious warning. 
You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus tells us to not hide our light, but to let our light shine before men. Uh, Joseph was a secret disciple, but now he comes out. Now he comes out publicly as a disciple of Jesus, which we have to ask, what drove Joseph at this point to now come out and publicly identify with Jesus Christ? The cross, the cross. Joseph saw his fellow religious leaders go after Jesus. He saw how they determined to kill him. He saw Jesus die on the cross. He, 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 he saw Jesus suffer. He saw the price that Jesus paid. And, and that caused Joseph to come out of the shadows and boldly show that he is a disciple of Jesus Christ. And maybe, maybe for you at some point in your life, you were a secret disciple of Jesus. You, you kind of kept it private. Uh, and, and maybe some event or some circumstances pushed you or compelled you to go public with your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, maybe you heard somebody say something about Jesus, some, something critical. Maybe it was a family member at Thanksgiving that has a little bit too much wine and they start talking about religion and Jesus and church. And, and, and you, you reached a point where, you know what, I got I to gotta say something. Maybe it was a coworker, a classmate that said something that just, it just kind of crossed a line for you and you couldn't stay silent anymore. You had to say something uh, in defense of Jesus Christ. Well, well Joseph here now, this, is, this crosses the line for him. And he, he finally steps forward as a believer. He, he can't silently stand by any longer. And so Joseph now, he went to Pontius Pilate to ask for the body of Jesus. Somehow Joseph knew Pontius Pilate uh, at least well enough to go to him and, have, and, and get an audience with Pontius Pilate. He had some kind of relationship with Pontius Pilate, maybe as a prominent member of the Sanhedrin. He had some kind of professional uh, interaction with Pontius Pilate. Maybe it was a social interaction. We, we, we don't know. But Joseph at this point, he used his position and his prominence within the community to get access to Pilate, to ask Pilate for the body of Jesus. Mark's Gospel, listen to this, Mark's Gospel tells us that Joseph gathered up the courage to ask Pilate. It was hard for him. He knew that this would come at a great cost for him, to step out of the shadows. This was a hard step, to identify with Jesus Christ this way. And it took courage. And sometimes it takes courage for us to, to speak up for Jesus Christ or to do the right thing. And we know that there's going to be consequences. And we know the consequences are going to be hard. And that it's going to cost us. And it's just going to bring drama into our life or difficulty into our life. But you come to a point where it's, you know, I, I got to do this. Whatever the consequences are, they are. I mean, I, I got to just live with that. You know, whatever, whatever drama it brings into my life, so be it. But I, 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 can't, I can't be silent anymore. I can't not do it anymore. And for him, he would lose his place in the Sanhedrin. Uh, he, you know, he would lose his job. He would lose his prominence in the community. He, he would be uh, put out of the synagogue. He would lose all of his friends. He would lose his family. He would be a social outcast. It came at a great cost. He asked me how I know, and I say 
You've been listening to Pastor Dan Sexton at Ring of Truth. If you missed any part of today's message or would like to hear more from this series in the Gospel of John, you can do so right now at calvaryec.com. Just click on Media. There you'll have access to our entire library of Pastor Dan's messages. You're welcome to listen to online and download for free to share with friends and family. That website one more time is calvaryec.com. Before we close our time with you, we'd like to ask you something. Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please, pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Thank you for taking the time to pray. How can we be praying for you during this study in John? We'd be honored to do that. Please contact us at 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. We'd like to meet you, too. Join us at Calvary Chapel this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, and you can find all the information you need at calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. Feel free to read ahead in John before joining Pastor Dan next time, right here on Ring of Truth. It's true.